And now, the Wadfam Chalkpod. Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalkpod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And uh, we're, we're, we're back for another one. And so, uh, so the episode we are talking about is 332, Another Chance. Um, so, so this is an episode written by Phil Lawler, directed by Paul McCusker. Um, the nice, nice tag team thing going on there. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's track 10 on Darkness Before Dawn. Um, I don't know why I keep bringing that up because yeah. it feels like the most irrelevant info, but like normally we're not just hitting a full album straight. Mm-hmm. So talking about the track number and when it aired makes sense um not as much here no though no. this episode i should point out did air september 23rd of 1995 which is a week after the last one and mm-hmm. a week before the next one they're consistent and i appreciate it yeah much like our podcast yeah yeah i mean that's not a joke no not really no. even an inconsistency we're 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 out here yep um and uh lastly the the cast uh in addition to our normal people we have uh will ryan and kurt morse playing uh news people Mm -hmm. um kurt morse plays kurt morse which is really weird yeah um but we've talked about that before and will ryan is playing gene Pryor. so without further ado is it is it promo time you know what andrew I think it's promo time. It's promo time. Promo time! You know it's time for desperate measures when Rodney Rathbone's involved. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey, the gang from Wits End believes that a laptop computer and the Underground Railroad Tunnel may hold the keys to defeating Blackheart. The only problem is, he's got control of both. But former enemies may help save the day. All on the next Adventure in Odyssey. I think that one's a winner. Yeah, that was good. However, if they make it sound like it was the gang at Witsend's idea to steal the laptop when it was really Rodney's, nah. that was the one thing that I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, but they do a good job of not, like, they're like, ah, enemies will become friends, and it's, or like, former, and so it's like, it's obviously Maxwell, but then also Rodney, mm. which is a nice thing that they don't give it away. And yeah. that, and the promo doesn't start with, like, Rodney Rathbone's helping out the team at Wit's End. Yeah. Stranger things have never happened. It's like, oh, my word. Yeah. So, so, you know, it could be worse. Could be worse. And we just heard it. It was worse. No, it was better. No, no. What you oh, said what I worse. said was worse. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. So the episode starts off then uh, with, like, very, like, jaunty newscaster uh, mm-hmm. audio. And we, uh, and we music rather um with chris doing the and now adventures in odyssey over mm-hmm. top of it um and then we we get a uh, uh we kurt get, morris yeah kurt morris played by kurt morris um <laughs> Ch- channel 10 news yes. uh i i was really disappointed the aio wiki in some like in like a weird moment of oversight doesn't have a page that breaks down all of the different news outlets in odyssey Huh. Which is such a bummer, because, like, they've got the page that's, like, all of the hotels at Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the news places are way more important. Is much more but relevant. But, like, I don't know if Channel 10 is audio 
or video. Like, mm. I don't know if it's a radio show or a TV show. And I don't know if this is, you know, if this is where Link Wainwright works mm. or... Um, I always assumed that it was TV, but I realize now that that is probably completely unfounded. Right. Do we well, have like, any reason like, to believe that it's... Crying Brian Dern is radio. Yeah. Do they have a TV in Wit's End? Probably not. Wit doesn't have one in his house. Yeah, so it's probably radio because they listen to it. it right, but but I don't know if, like, but do they listen to Channel 10 specifically? That's the thing. How many, like, how many stations are there? Lee. And is there any continuity with that? Lee. <laughs> there are other AIO Wiki editors. I just don't know them, them by listen. name. <laughs> um, so Kurt, Kurt Morse is, uh, was previously in mm. Tom for Mayor um, mm. as, the, uh, as the, the news broadcaster in those episodes. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so he's, he's given his, his little opening narration mm-hmm. uh, with a incredibly just like oof line. For, yeah. Um, which is uh, the complete closure and quarantine of Wit's End. And I was like, well... <laughs> Bad time to be making that reference. Yeah. <laughs> the Q word. But, like, that's one of those things where I'm like, the rest of my life, this is going to be sticking out to me. Yep. No, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm glad that you feel the same way because I, every time I hear that word, or, like, because I used to only think about, like, I used to think about quarantine a lot in respect to, like, the hospital where, like, there's closed stuff like that. But, like, quarantine now to me means, like, the entirety of society. <laughs> right yeah yeah um, and so we get uh we get like glossman kind of smearing like wits end for letting smearing people sh- smearing like a bagel smearing smearing uh wits end for letting kids play there and stuff like that and it's it's a lot of yeah he is really digging in yeah at, at wit and at tom and at all the yeah. I mean, he is in politics, and I guess that they're allowed to just kind of switch from giving facts to giving their opinions, right? Well, they do Shouldn't. it. Yeah. <laughs> Should they? No. Um, do and they? Yes. Yeah, Kurt Morris jumps back in to be like, the citizens of Odyssey are confused and angry about the closure. And yeah. it's like, um, interesting combination, but okay. Sure. Why would they be confused? I mean, I, I guess mean, it makes sense. Like, I feel like the reasoning straight up, like... We don't know what's going on. It's potentially dangerous. I, I guess they're confused in the same way that anybody else would be with that nobody's gotten sick. So yeah, that would be it. Um, but right, right, right. This yeah. Unlike Tom's apples, where like people went to the hospital. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing in the dirt that screams like this is a problem. It glows up at night. Not that that doesn't mean it couldn't be a problem. It could be. Absolutely. Um... I, in this case, it is not. Yeah. But in the real world, like, yeah. To get back on my horse about trusting scientists, we should do, do that. that. Yeah. <laughs> let's um, just let's just trust the people with college degrees regarding what they're talking about. Yeah. They have one job and lots of student debt. You just just go ahead and believe them. Um, and then and then we we jump we jump to Tom's like press conference essentially where a person who is not harlow doyle um, (laughs) yells that they should have tested the soil years ago yeah are we can can we confirm that it's not harlow doyle um he is credited on the wiki as man in the crowd dang it much like boys in the sink Mm. 
man in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and then another, I think the woman yells, you don't care about our children. Yep. Um, and then, and then we jump to yet another press conference. And this time it's Blackard being like, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, return Odyssey to its former glory. And then he faints. Yeah. Um, and is the shirt up? Did out. you make the shirt? The sh- oh yeah 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 that i i'll put it in the description of this episode as well um but uh but yes you can you can buy a return odyssey to its former glory shirt and one person already did if Man. you're that person when it arrives we expect pictures please <laughs> you don't yeah if you if you're if you're worried about you know anonymity you can blur out your face well i don't need that you wearing it i mean that would be a nice bonus but also yeah. I'm, I'm willing to just see like the shirt sitting up on a couch it. Should I? No, I don't have money for Chalk Squad merch. Yeah. So Blackard is talking about, like, making Odyssey great and, you know, like, none of this is going to happen again. Like, vote for me. And then he's like, oh, I don't feel so well. And then he gets faint and falls off the stage or almost falls off the stage. Almost falls off the stage. And then he sits down. And then, yep. uh, what, it's released later that he's like, oh, he's fine. He just hadn't drank all day and he had... Or he hadn't eaten or drank all day, and he'd been on his feet, so. Yep. Classic low blood sugar. Yeah. That, that, that's what's released to the press. We mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. find out. It's a sham. A sham? A sham? Wow. So, um, um he has his own headquarters. So that's how that's where we find out that Blackard's not actually sick, or that oh, he's just... oh, dude, you are you are jumping ahead. What happened to your well organized notes with all the scene changes, Andrew? No, this is the same scene because this is when he when he's fine. Like this is what uh, Kurt Morris is saying. He's like, according to Blackard's headquarters or whatever. That's why I made the note. Oh, okay. So it's still according to his headquarters, just yeah. being like his campaign. That is interesting because we don't really know who's running the Blackard campaign. Yeah, it like who's it in... seems like it's Glossman, but it literally no, it cannot, cannot be, be Glossman. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's not Jellyfish. No, nope. and it's not Professor Bovril. No, nope. and those seem to be the only options. Yeah, he must be running it himself, I guess. I mean, he's very smart. I don't know. Well, and it's not like, like, and I assume this is for budget reasons, but it's not like we have Bernard in there as mm-hmm. Tom's rep right now. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, yeah, they're both kind of just running one-man shows. Yeah. Maybe that's the nature of recall elections, because they're so fast, they're kind of more casual. I don't know. I have no idea. Me neither. Know nothing about politics. <laughs> so, uh... Then the newscast cuts to um, more vandalism. This is with uh, Channel 10 correspondent Gene Pryor. Ah. Um, with, yeah, with the Electric Palace getting hit. Um, what, they broke windows, they smashed merchandise, stuff like that. And yeah. then they get, um, they get Bart Rathbun on the, on the line for an interview. Yeah. Well, in listening to listening to this for a second time, yeah. I was like, ah, Gene P- Pryor also has a bit of a Harlow thing going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Like I, I, we are one of the Harlow. fun fun things from doing this show has been getting really good at picking out Odyssey voice actors. Yes. <laughs> to where, like, when I'm taking my notes, I won't look at the episode list because I'm like, well, maybe I'll pull it out on my own, and usually I do. Wow, that's very impressive. <laughs> I'm I'm terrible with names. I just know I can just recognize them now. Yeah. Better. Yeah. 
Um, and so, yeah, this is Bart being interviewed after the Electric Palace was hit by the Vandals. And he's like, ah, those kids in the cloaks did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the Bible costumes, like I saw it there and yada, yada, yada. And he's like, <laughs> and then the reporter's like, well, do you have anything else to add? And he's like, oh, no, I suppose I don't. Except for, you know, come down tomorrow for the uh, slightly damaged merchandise merchandise sale at the Electric Palace. Yeah. Slightly damaged merchandise sale is, is great. It's so and funny. The Gene Pryor, like, the, <laughs> during this interview, deliver well, so Will Ryan as, yeah. the, as the actor, but just nails the exasperation yep. of just, like, like, yep, you, like basically <laughs> that thing of, like, all right, do you have anything else? And Bart's like, nope, I don't. And he's like, all right, I'm getting out of this. Like, yeah. we, we, we succeeded. And then Bart goes in and he's just like, uh, Yeah, you expect some, like, yo, yokel banjo to start playing back. Come on down to the Electric Palace. Bring money. <laughs> lots of money. Bring the wife. Bring the kids. <laughs> Spatula City. Spatula City. We didn't get any tweets about that. <sighs> Rough. It's um. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, what? Uh, then... Oh, right. We we come out from the TV slash radio to Bart and Rodney, mm-hmm. and Rodney is pissed off yeah. about the fact that the Bones trashed the palace. Yeah, a uh, thing of note, he never calls Bart uh, Pop in this scene, which I was... Wow, that is, a, times, that is important. Both times I listened through it, I was expecting for it and listening for it, and the second time I thought, oh, I must have just missed it the first time. But nope, doesn't, no, no Pop bit. No pop. No pop. Don't call him pop. He's learning. I mean, this is a big Rodney episode. Maybe that's a part of it. Yeah. It <laughs> it is it's it's just like this perfect exemplification of the um of like the fact that Rodney feels like he has completely lost control of mm-hmm. this gang. Yeah. Um and so Yeah, so he comes in and is super mad about it. He's like, we've gone too far and he's like well, uh, and his dad's like, well, you know, there's things going on that you don't know about, like, yeah, because you just don't need to know. And he's like, well, this is too far. Like, this is my gang. Like, this is, I didn't even, I wasn't even in on it. Like, this is not cool. Yeah. And so he basically storms out. Bart's like, like trying to get him to calm down and be like, no, this is a part of the plan. This is whatever. Yeah. Um, and then our, our next scene, um, is uh is uh richard maxwell showing mm-hmm. up at wit's house yep um and having a little conversation with jason yeah and J- J- uh, jason's now living there because wit's end they've been kicked out of um yeah. so he and jack are sharing the house but jack hasn't been around much and when mm-hmm. he is they don't really talk about anything relevant um but he's currently up at trickle lake praying okay can we talk about Jack real quick? Yeah. Can I? Can I just, just yeah, no, no, no. step up on ye old soapbox and be so, like soapbox on Jack? He I, is not in this episode to defend himself. Exactly. I am so mad that he has just rolled over and played dead. And I get that he's not. I get that he's doing the wit thing where he's kind of withdrawing and praying, and that's important. But I think that if he has the relationship with jason that i know that he does he should put his foot down and try and have constructive conversation with jason regarding uh the way that he's handling it why he's handling it that way and why they see things differently and where god plays into all that like 
I understand that he kind of pulled out because he knew he couldn't change his mind, but enough time has passed here that I would really, really, really love to get Jack talking to Jason, giving him a heart-to-heart and being like, listen, Jason, you're handling this like you're a secret agent, and you aren't anymore, and you're an odyssey, and you're not handling this how your dad would handle it, and I'm not saying that I am either, but I am saying that we need to be careful and we need to operate with the guidance of the spirit and it does not seem that that is on your radar currently you know yeah and so the thing the thing i'm on because i am a hundred percent in agreement with you okay the thing i'm curious about is whether it is bad writing or really really good writing yeah i can't quite tell if jack's trying to give him enough rope to hang himself that's no i so so i genuinely think from what we've seen of jack's character and how he is not wit part of his character is that he avoids confrontation yeah that he is not a fighter that he will retreat into himself and do those things to his own detriment and to the detriment of those around him. Mm-hmm. So what I am hoping is that he is is that the show is aware that this is a flawed move for him as a character. Yeah. And it's not just doing it to do it. Yeah. But it's driving home a point. Um and so we'll we'll see how that plays out over the next couple episodes but like that's kind of my two cents Mm -hmm. is that jack like he is a frustrating character Mm -hmm. and he is being frustrating in here but he's being true to how he is written um rather than them saying like this is the correct path to have taken yeah oh yeah 100 percent. and i'm hoping that it turns around where jack comes back and gets involved and there's a little bit of a kind of come to jesus moment for both him and jason like i would really really like that they're both they're both at bad at bad ends of this yeah but where wit would take a more active role in reigning in jason Mm -hmm. or eugene or whomever jack doesn't feel comfortable taking that. that role and so he's just kind of piecing out and still doing how he feels like he needs to contribute this to this through just an immense amount of prayer and dodging the conversations. Yeah, and, like, that's something that I respect. Like, I really respect, as I've mentioned on the show before, like, prayer warriors and all that. Like, I think that that's very important. I just think that, especially if we're going to make it personal and making it relevant to right now, I think that the church needs to not avoid uncomfortable confrontation regarding differences of opinion. I think that there needs to be a sort of sit down and just be like, well, listen, this is really, this is really who's in charge of us. And it's not the government, you know? And this is what I think that he thinks about this. And I think... That even if you don't agree with me, I think that I hope that you can see that his opinion, and by his I mean God, is important and should be a part of your decision making. Mm. You know, 
And so, like, especially just, that was my thing. Hearing this, I was just like, God, uh, you just can't just shut up. You can't just shut up and walk away and pray. Like, there's, there's, there's times when you, there's times when you shouldn't. And most of the time, you really shouldn't. But I think especially if this was Jack's circumstance, I think that the correct course of action would be to have some sort of confrontation. But, like you said, that's that's his character, is that he avoids confrontation, so... Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully his prayer will lead him to that. Yeah. And I genuinely don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, so, I'm just gonna, gonna put the soapbox away momentarily as we uh, move on. Um... So then Eugene comes in, right? Well, we didn't even talk about why Maxwell is here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> let's go back to that. Let's go back to that. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty basic, but like Maxwell shows up to try and track down Jellyfish because mm-hmm. he's like, this is this is the guy who's like doing the thing, and so like if we can connect him to all this, like that's our case. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Eugene shows up. Or like I guess like I don't he he is he's working at that house as well mm-hmm. um and comes over and is like you know talking about he's got the floppy disks from the imagination station mm-hmm. the data's been scrambled on him and then can Max- you imagine how many floppy disks it would take to run the imagination station yeah I that mean, blows my mind well so the imagination station I assume is run on hard drives at this point yeah and there are floppy disks are just the like your flash drive of yeah. the, of the yeah. day but still um video files on flash drives are not are not even on flash drives but on floppy disks is rough <laughs> yeah well on hard drives of that era as well yeah um yeah imagination station is insane um it's like it's like i think i think because because we're not that far off from like really good VR currently, mm-hmm. we can sometimes forget that this is the nineties. Yeah, and they didn't really like and and like the what they are pulling off, like the tech wit is pulling off, is not is stuff that feels like oh yeah, like maybe in another twenty years, but they were doing this like thirty years ago. Yeah, exactly. With with the tech of the day, like yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, and so uh, and so Maxwell's like, oh yeah, yeah, I can. You mind if I have a look? And Eugene's like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot that you were a computer guy. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> and so uh, and so yeah, they. It, it's such a similar to how we talked about when Maxwell saves Lucy. Mm-hmm. It's really nice here with Eugene to just kind of be like, yeah, sure, Maxwell. Like like come come give me. Yeah, you know, come give me a hand with that. Like we've yeah. we've gotten past our our strife. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah, no, it's great. It's, it's it's a good moment. It's this is a really good like Maxwell's arc is really really good, and this is yeah. a part of it. And yeah, we'll talk about it when Tom comes in. And yeah. oh, I just it, I love I love it. It is really complicated to talk about though because. Are his motives in, entirely pure? I don't no. even care about his motives. No, yeah. It is a thing of, like, should we, st- like, sh- should we continue to overlook the way Maxwell has 
acted in the past yeah because he is currently doing good and that is a hard thing to game out in any situation yeah like i do believe that he is like that he has changed Mm -hmm. um but like that doesn't mean like I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't blindly trust him. I think I wouldn't blindly trust instance. him. But like, there's also like restrict. Like, I would not hire Maxwell to work at Wit's End. No, no, just no, because no, no, like no. I do not trust him around the that equipment and children. No, but, but like, does I, him working on the Imagination Station right now serve a purpose? And it's with supervision, so there's certain parameters right. in place where whatever right. little trust you have from him. Right. And like, yeah, the the thing is, like, the show has gotten me to a point of trusting him. Mm -hmm. And like, I think because essentially all of our characters have fallen into one of two camps, which is, all right, Maxwell's done his time and we're fully ready to embrace him as a decent person or this man is still Satan. Yeah. Where and I'm then, like, I think, in the middle. I think the middle road needs to be the mm. stance yeah. of like, look, like we have to, right? Like this, this guy was, in addition to being like, in addition to arson, mm-hmm. like so Two accounts of arson, right? He burned down Blackard's castle and Tom's barn, right? Completely throwing aside the arson because also. You know, he damaged property under Blackard's, you know, thing. And he did his time for that. And, like, I can I can genuinely feel like, yeah, we can move on from that. Mm-hmm. The thing I really struggle with is how emotionally manipulative he was. Especially, like, all of the stuff with Lucy mm-hmm. is just really, really tough. And we talked about it at the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, he is a an adult taking advantage of a child and manipulating her to his own ends. And, like, even if he feels bad about that now, I don't think that he gets to just, like... Be normal. Right. Yeah. Um, No, that's not so. And so that's that's where my struggle with Maxwell is, is, like, in the context... Like, in the way the show is treating it, Mm -hmm. I am, like, yes. Like, I, I have no issues with what Maxwell has done, but even like the previous episode, and I guess we didn't really talk about this then, but like Maxwell saving Lucy is a nice scene of him saving Lucy, but she is also like more affectionate towards him than I am comfortable with. Yeah. Of like, I'm like, well, and also his intention was more so to take down jellyfish than it was to save her. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like, and like, so right. So I believe, I believe that Maxwell is not in that moment mm-hmm. trying to like get back in with Lucy. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think that that is his intention at all, but I also feel like we need to, we need to maybe treat it with a little bit more severity. Oh, yeah, and I trust him 100% like, to do the best thing for his own interest. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna do what's, he's gonna do what's best for his own interest, but I also think, like, he's not, right, he's now in a position of, like, he isn't gonna hurt the good guys. Yeah. But that doesn't mean, like, he's in the clear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, especially so. because 
he's gonna help the good guys gives him access to a lot of sensitive stuff and yeah. information you know especially i mean maybe just with the imagination station specifically yeah um yeah anyway <laughs> so so all that to say um eugene is 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 happy to have him take a look and it's it's it is a nice it is a nice interaction yeah. like i do like i truly do like because it is a kids show and i am really big on redemption mm-hmm. i am okay with the way odyssey is framing this yeah like they're doing it they're doing it in like a pretty binary fashion Mm -hmm. um and i can be okay with that in the context of the show but i don't want to just talk about it as though like i am like okay with this occurring in real life yeah no 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 there's definitely yeah yeah like i don't think i think it works well for the situation that are given but i think the more general implications made by these specific instances are cause for concern in certain respects and i don't i don't necessarily even think like oh it is teaching a bad lesson Mm -hmm. like i think I think the lesson of of forgiveness is probably worth um, the slight murkiness of the whole situation being kind of shoved under a rug. Mm-hmm. Even more so when you realize that, like, the episodes in which Maxwell was a villain were, like, five years ago. Yeah. But I do I do just want to point out the fact that in the real world I am un I am still uncomfortable with Maxwell as a person and I don't think that like us forgiving him means that we need that we should overlook mm-hmm. his past. Well, yeah. So so th- and that would be um... like I want to judge him by his current actions, but I also want to be responsible. Mm-hmm. Um. I think, and I don't know if this is something I've talked about on the show before, but the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. So you can forgive somebody in the sense that like, okay, I recognize that you recognize that what you did was bad and I can forgive you for that and not hold that against you. But the difference is reconciliation is uh, allowing yourself to get close to them and also being vulnerable to them hurting you again. So you can forgive somebody that you will never talk to again. But you can't really be reconciled with them if there's no vulnerability. And I would say that the correct course of action is to forgive Maxwell. You know, obviously he's done his time like you said. But the reconciliation process is a lot more complicated and involved. And I think it's smart to not be there yet right and like going back to the to the lucy thing because it is the hardest part about maxwell Mm -hmm. um the the fact that when maxwell like has the conversation with her to apologize both her parents and wit are like very in the loop on that yeah is so important yeah but then like 
we jump forward to like last week's episode and it's like okay and then he saves the day and yeah. saves her and we're not really going to get into the greater implications of that because it is like a plot thing yeah but um and it, like it works nicely but there there is still that level of unease that i have of like i don't really like the two of them interacting in this unsupervised way especially when she was in such a vulnerable position moments before yeah um anyways all that being said <laughs> we we then leave the yeah. scene. <laughs> this, this like 30 second scene it's not long. right <laughs> it's, it's so brief but like i have I have strong feelings about Maxwell. Yeah, and yeah, and I have strong feelings about Jack, so... Yes. <laughs> yep, we both got our soapboxes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we get, what, Jellyfish and Rusty, right? Yeah. And we get, basically, Rusty walking in on Jellyfish, working on it, and he's like, hey, What is hey. this? A diary? I thought diaries were for girls. <laughs> you <laughs> thought? Did I just hear you thought, Rusty? Well, call, call the newspapers, you thought? Ha <laughs> ha, he thought. Wow. One, that's not your first time using that joke, Jellyfish. So, get over yourself. <laughs> Two, anybody can write in a diary. Also, if you want to feel better about yourself, call it a journal. That's a more... But Diaries no. are not just for girls. Oh, diaries Lord. are not yes. just for girls. I was like, Andrew, stop perpetuating this. I will not. I will not. <laughs> but also, like, the, the, the path that rusty takes with no pauses of like he sees jellyfish typing on a computer and he goes what is this a diary i thought diaries were for girls it's like buddy ask the question what is this if he says a diary then maybe you can say maybe you can make that point and it's still a bad point yeah but no no what we're missing is hey a laptop computer or, or no, hey, is that a laptop? And he's like, yeah, what was your no, first no, clue? Laptop computer. Even Chris in the wrap-up says laptop computer because it is the 90s <sighs> and laptops are not a good enough word that you yeah. have to also put the computer caveat. Yep, yep. But, and, but uh, yes, and then yes, right. Jellyfish your makes clue? the stupid... on my lap? Yeah. Which the jellyfish impression sounds an awful yeah. lot like Patrick Starr. Also, people people who do use their laptops on their laps. What are you doing? Uh, I only do it when I cannot do it anywhere else. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a last resort. But it's, it's, There's got to be a table somewhere. Right. And also, why are you writing it down now? Right. Anyways, so yes. So he, he reveals that he's got this, this like... Um, Cover your bases. Right. So, so his whole thing is, you know, I've got this computer as an insurance policy. You mm-hmm. know, if things go poorly, mm-hmm. um, I've been taking notes on everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then Rodney busts in. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, he's super, obviously super ticked off at jellyfish. And does he beat up jellyfish? Because it sounds like Rodney lands a lot of punches on jellyfish. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they both land some punches. But there is a brawl, and the bones break it up. Yeah. Um, And Rodney, then then there's, like, a, a word off, and Rodney is, like, his voice is, fa- like, well done, Steve Burns. Yeah. Rodney yeah. is falling apart yeah his voice is cracking he is in he's tears. trying to mutiny he's trying to like, mutiny he's trying to get the bones right. to turn yes. against jellyfish and he's like 
you know, let's get the gang back together and make you know, it how I, things were. Right. And... Every, everybody get on my side. Yeah. You know, stand up to this phony and no one moves. Yep. And he's like, Rusty? Anybody? Rusty? <laughs> and and no. Please. No. <laughs> and Jellyfish is like, oh, come on, man. Keep keep yourself together. Have some dignity. And he just completely. Yeah, he goes, please. Anybody? <laughs> And jellyfish is like, or don't. <laughs> yeah, jellyfish is 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 good at quipping. Yeah, but, you know. Uh, um, and so then, basically, what Rodney gets kicked out of his own gang, right? That's well, he no jellyfish says, okay, then leave. But he's yeah. like, you're kicking me out, and he's like, no, I'm telling you to go home. In yeah. fact, all of you go home. Yeah. You know, our time's done for now. Yeah. Um, and then on their way out. Uh, Rusty stops Rodney and he's like, "Ah, oh, man, like I wanted to stand up for you, but the other guys weren't going to have it. And, you know, I didn't do it because um, I suck. And yeah. but but I've got a way to make it up. Uh, laptop sabotage. Laptop computer. Laptop computer with secrets. So, yeah, so they're going to sab- they're going to get the their plan is to get the laptop to put all the blame on jellyfish and to put the blame where it belongs um and then we go to what uh eugene and maxwell and jason right yeah and so maxwell and eugene are kind of explaining to uh jason they were able to you know figure out some of the like the unscramble some of the code um silent one yes and they find out that the, the 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 mineral was referred to as the silent one but they did not get what it's like proper name was and then jason's like I've heard this before. Yeah, he thinks it sounds familiar. <laughs> the silent one, see? Yeah, you know, and that's. I think that that's where I think that that's where covering all these episodes like back to back like this kind of loses some of its power, in the sense that like information that the characters don't immediately recall, we recall much faster. The the phrase "the silent one" hasn't actually been used though, has it? Hasn't it been? Wasn't it used in the Ruku virus? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Maybe that's just me remembering. I, I think I think you're remembering the future. Ah, I don't think I don't think the silent one has been a phrase thrown around before, other than like we kind of heard it garbled. Yeah, in the yeah. previous episode. No, but like that wasn't referred to in like the name not number bit. I don't think so. Okay, I could be wrong. Feel free to tweet at us, Chalk yeah. Squad. Um, but, but yeah. And then, um, so Maxwell then leaves, right? No, well, Maxwell tries to leave. Yep. And Tom Riley shows up. Mayor Tom yep. Riley. Yep. Well, for <sighs> now. Mayor Tom Riley. Uh, and Tom, Tom's the worst. Yes. And let's talk about this because I think I'm very happy with, the way that Tom talks about this. Uh, yes. So basically... No, it's really good. He, but Tom's fine. It. He walks in, sees Maxwell, and is obviously super ticked off about him. Right. And then Maxwell leaves, and then Tom's like, I don't know why you guys trust him. Like, he does all this stuff. And, and Jason's kind of like, well, we don't really have a huge reason not yeah. to at this he, point. The, the quote is actually, maybe his motives are wrong, but you should cut him some slack, which yeah. I think is fantastic. Well, and I think that's exactly the motive... situation. <laughs> right. If we, Way Late in the Windy City is anything, you mm-hmm. know, to go by, his motives are wrong. Exactly. 
but uh but yeah but he's he's this yeah. time he's he's on the side of the angels yeah and um, we get the uh we get this really great kind of jason talking with tom and tom being like you know i i i get that and i want to forgive him but every time i think about him i just think about my barn and my horses and all of it and i just have so much anger towards him and he he specifically says like he's got too much anger in his heart yes which i was like so good well and that's the thing where it's like so when it like i think the something about the gospel that i think doesn't get enough credit is the significance of forgiveness in our lives today so like yes jesus forgave us from our sins died on the cross all that good stuff I mean, I don't want to gloss over that. It's very no. important. But you know what I mean. Right. Um, and, but harboring unforgiveness in our hearts as Christians is inherently not Christ-like. Right. And the thing is, it's so much easier to harbor unforgiveness, especially when it's something, somebody that maybe you can try and forget about, that you don't have to see all the time, things like that. The more that you kind of let that go the more it begins to kind of eat you up and unforgiveness mm-hmm. if it's if you don't forgive yourself for making mistakes or if you don't forgive other people for making mistakes and that's kind of where i'm i'm glad that i talked about the reconciliation where it's like i don't think that tom necessarily really needs to reconcile with with maxwell right now i think right. that he does need to forgive him yes. and accept the fact that well Regardless of whose side he's actually on, he's working with us, and therefore I should at least be civil. But, like, I love... As much as, like, Tom's actions are frustrating to a listener, I love that Odyssey is grappling with this. Yeah, they're not making him... Like, they they let his actions make him a bad person, but they're giving emotional depth behind it. Right, because it's not him being like, oh... Like, he sucks. We all know he sucks. Like, you guys... Tom's going like, I know I need to forgive him, but I can't. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is so real. Mm -hmm. And that, like, that sort of admission of, like, of fault and of um, just, yeah, of flaw Mm -hmm. is so absent from a lot of modern christianity Mm -hmm. especially from like leaders Mm -hmm. and whatnot but like it's really hard to say that you are wrong Mm -hmm. for anybody and in the church it's become such a taboo to the point where like you've always got to feel like you've got it all together yeah um and so i love that tom is aware that like the way he is acting is not Christ-like, but he can't get there currently. Can't I think that's so important to see. Yeah, oh, it's super important Because so many times this would either be he just gets over it, mm-hmm. or he would be like, no, I don't need to forgive him. This person does not deserve forgiveness. I'm just going to hate him. And then Maxwell would like save his life and he'd be like, okay, now we're even. Mm-hmm. But that's not what Tom's doing here. He's going, I know that I am called to forgive this man, mm-hmm. but I can't get there. Mm-hmm. And that really pains me. 
Oh, yeah. No, it's so painful. And it's also incredibly relatable. I mean, I've been in that situation so many times in my life where it's just like, I know that having unforgiveness in my heart towards this person hurts me way more than they ever hurt me in the first place. Mm. And the only way that I'm going to forgive this person or people is to see them how God sees them and just understand that, you know, mercy covers a multitude of sins and things like that. And just being like, okay, so Maxwell hurt me because he's hurting, because people hurt him, because he was lost, because, you know, like, I would say that even even if there wasn't a direct act of aggression towards Maxwell that led him to do the horrible things that he did, I would argue that there is a baseline amount of hurt that anybody that does not embrace the hope of Jesus Christ has, mm. you know? Yeah. And, and that's not a that's not a you know you can't be happy if you're not a christian but i'm i'm saying that like for me it baffles me how you know secular people can get along with one another because what do you have that's bringing you together what do you have that's drawing you to reconcile to forgive to to look out for their interests and not just your own you know like i think there's a base level of humanity that if you're a good Absolutely. person, but I would I would argue that that would stem from creation. Well, <laughs> yes, yes, but but right, I think there are yeah. plenty of of non church going people who find unity in just my fellow humans and doing things for the greater like the greater good or for uh, like yeah. And I would say that that would be and... the beauty of the church because the church doesn't always do what the church is supposed to do sometimes the secular community does what the church is supposed to do uh-huh and uh preach and i would argue that this is the you know that that would be an instance of it yeah anywho and, yeah but no dude good good conversation though yeah yeah like i said i have opinions yeah dude me too that's we should do a podcast yeah um and, a weird name with all capital letters still we'll figure it out later Anyway, the, uh, the, uh, uh, we get Maxwell and Rodney, right? Yeah. Rodney yeah. inexplicably just finds Maxwell walking around. Yeah. Whatever. In we the don't woods, care. Maybe. I um, don't know. and is like, hey, you know computers, right? Yeah. Which is so funny because yeah. we just reestablished that Maxwell yeah. knows computers and immediately Rodney is like, hey, you know computers. I was like, has Rodney ever even interacted with Maxwell before? like rodney wasn't really a thing in the original no in the like when we in the first yeah no when maxwell was a thing no the only way that you would know that maxwell was good at computers is from mm, hearing aftermath like maybe if he heard about the stuff that working at the college with eugene maybe yes yes he might have just heard god we covered that episode that feels that feels like an eternity ago i mean Dude, it kind of was. I mean, that was pre-quarantine, right? Yeah, I mean, we that that was like the episode with him and Eugene. I think is the f- first one we cover from Blackard. So that was like January. Wow. Because we started this with the new year. Yeah, we did. Wow. Yeah. Cool. All right. Anyways, but but 
But yeah, so Rodney heard through the grapevine because it's Odyssey and everybody knows each other mm -hmm. um, that uh, that Maxwell Maxwell understands computers and he's like, "You want to get back at uh, at Jellyfish? I've I've got or I want to get back at Jellyfish. Um, so I'm going to take you to this computer, mm -hmm. um, but you gotta remove my name from all the info." And Maxwell being morally compromised and vindictive is like, "Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> all right, perfect." That seems like a deal that I would take. Honestly, so. yeah, I would I would take the deal in Maxwell's situation. Right. No, the, and it's the sort of thing that he... It's the exact same thing. Like, if there's any mentions of him on that, he's also going to remove. Like, yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. exactly the play that Maxwell makes, which I think is fun. Yeah. Um, that, that Rodney gets to make it here. So... Yeah, so basically they're 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 trying to... Yeah, they're they're trying to flip him up from the inside out. Yeah, well, so, so Ronnie's like, ah, oh, mm -hmm. I'll take you to their headquarters. Yeah, it's in the place the you'd end. least expect. Cut to commercial. Cut back. We're at wit's end. Exactly. <laughs> what do you mean? It seems strange that they would just do that. Hmm. Why did they need the building? Why did they need the grounds? So yeah, so we get that, and then we kind of overhear Blackard talking about. Yeah, so Rodney, like, bolts immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Maxwell's yeah. there now. Yeah. Well, the, the, no, there is a slight conversation because because they start talking. Bovril needs more, is running out of hard drive space. Yes. And Blacker's like, oh, we'll just use the computer I gave Jellyfish. Mm -hmm. Jellyfish, go get your computer. And he's like, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and Blacker's like, well, we'll just, like, copy all your files off onto floppy disks, and then we can link yours up using infrared, which is a real thing. And okay, I, I questioned that in my notes. I was like, is that a thing? <laughs> it is. Um, it requires direct line of sight. Mm -hmm. So, like, it it's was... It's incredibly impractical. <laughs> right, well, so, like, we replaced it with, like, Bluetooth. Yeah. And, like, wireless frequency for, like, wireless mouse and, and that sort of thing. cloud. But it... <laughs> Well, sure. I mean, as but, far as file sharing is concerned. Yeah, yeah, but for transfer from one computer to the other, yeah, yeah. you could do it over infrared, which is so cool. Mm -hmm. um, and I love the, the acknowledgement of that technology. Um, fan service. Uh, Not really. I mean... It's service for you specifically as yes, a fan. Yes, Um And so, uh, so yeah, they're, uh, they're going to they're gonna do this, and Bovril is... or and, and Jellyfish is very, like on edge about mm, this whole mm. thing for obvious reasons and rodney's like maxwell this isn't gonna work and he's like he's like get out of here rodney i'm going to create a diversion yeah and then he like crashes through a wall yeah basically it sounds like he punches through a window or something like it's not yeah. like breaking glass yeah they got in through the service entrance at wit's end which yeah. rodney knows because he has quote crawled all over the place as evidenced by the time he fell, fell through, through the, the sky. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was like, you literally did crawl all over this Was place. that before this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I looked it up. So okay, I, you so did. I okay, know. I believe Because you. Okay, I, I, okay. I did this exact same thing. I was like, I was like, I wonder if that's before this. And then I looked it up and I was like, all right, yeah. it is. It's, 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 it's like 30 episodes yeah. before it or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, anyways, um... Maxwell is basically just Bugs Bunny. I would like to say that. His dialogue with with, yeah. with Blackard he is just, like, does, Hey, what's up, Doc? Well, he does He does basically like a hiya, Doc. Yeah, that's that, That's what he does. And, um, and he's just, and he's super, like, smug and, 
glib, glib and other words that mean the same thing as smug and glib and are four letters in one <laughs> syllable yeah um and so uh and so yeah then they're like uh blackbird's like you know you know jellyfish grab maxwell and he's like uh, and he's like what are you afraid that i have my stun Dun- gun yeah. well i don't yeah yeah and black <laughs> was like that away. well i've got mine and stuns him presumably with his cane yeah yeah oh yeah it's definitely a the, yeah. the, the, the cane that is in the artwork for the album but yeah. i don't think is ever actually referenced no at least not at this point it definitely but doesn't sound like he uses a cane it's 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 a stun cane yeah oh. it's a stun cane like like uh like uh, uh the, the blow dart cane in the case of the secret room i thought that already there you, you go. are my hero andrew Pound it. We, we, we should do a podcast we should um and so it's then then uh he's like blacker's like jellyfish glossman go go take maxwell somewhere uh-huh. and glossman's like uh well actually i shouldn't be seen with uh jellyfish and and for once black is like yeah okay fair bovril yeah <laughs> you go uh I like that. I like that. Blacker's running this whole operation with three people. Yes, yes. This taking over an entire town with <laughs> right. Lossman, Jellyfish, and Professor Man. Right. Like he's got he's got a scientist, a thug, and a politician. Yes, and I suppose that's all you need. Like, what can't you do with those three? I I don't know, Andrew. Anywho. Yeah. So so then then uh then they, Blackard's like, hey Glossman, like we're gonna go back to the Harlequin because I know that's secure. Yeah. And like Rodney well actually he doesn't know Rodney broke in, but yeah. like Maxwell can't just get in. Yeah. Um and then and then we we uh the The car scene, right? Yes. Yeah. Um so <laughs> Maxwell's in the scene. car with Bovril and Glossman? Yep. No, 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 Bovril and Jellyfish. Bo- yeah, they're Bovril they're sitting in the Jellyfish. front seat, Maxwell's in the back. Unconscious, and then he wakes up. Yep. And then they're like, ah, you came down from your nap. It doesn't feel so good to be on the other side. All that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, well, next time you throw someone in the back of the car, you should remember to lock, lock the, the door. door. <laughs> <laughs> and he opens up the door and throws himself off. And he's like, and, and, uh. And presumably falls off a cliff. Well, yeah. So, so Jellyfish is like, he went down the embankment. And Bovril's like, embankment? That's more of a cliff. Because it's an audio show and we yes. can't actually see it. Yes. Um. Yeah, but I it's genuinely great. thought that he might be dead. And then they're like, oh, he's not moving, uh, but uh, we got to go. We got to go. There, there's a car coming. Uh, yeah. So we're just going to have to assume he's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he did throw himself off a cliff. And that car, Jack Allen. Yeah. Because they, uh, they they go. Um, and then we, we are, our final scene of the episode is Jason getting a call. Um, talking to Eugene, communicating mm-hmm. the info that they got to go to the hospital because Jack found Maxwell uh, lying on the side of the road at Trickle Lake, and he's in a coma. Coma's Alla. rough. <laughs> you know who else was in a coma? Tell me. Lucy. Hey, full circle. Because of Maxwell. Wait, why did she get put in a coma because of Maxwell? Uh, the, uh, oh, imagination the imagination station. station I don't know if she if it was a hundred percent a coma but like she was hospitalized because of that and like we yeah like she was like in serious yeah Mm. serious drama and whatnot but but yeah i would love to be the like the to work in the counseling service of odyssey like if there is a counseling practice and just be like oh yeah yeah they're christians they don't believe in that no no true no they believe in biblical they believe therapy. in counseling not therapy that was a bad joke I no apologize. no no i there's there is so much oh yeah we, we actually we got into this in a different episode yeah 
It's ridiculous. It's great. We love it. No, no problems. Yeah. Okay, I'll be the I'll be the biblical counselor on the wall yeah. in Odyssey and just be like, oh yes, you got thrown down an embankment. <laughs> yeah, guys, hire Andrew for the therapy episode. Genuinely, one of the best episodes of a show that I love and have talked about on this before, Young Justice, is an episode that is like just them going to therapy, and it yeah. is incredible. It's and so good. Uh, Odyssey, you should just straight up steal that idea. Yep, steal it. And all you have to do is put me on the show and give me royalties. That's all. Yeah. I'm not asking for much. Like, I'm asking for, like, 1%. Just to say that I can make money from... I made money from Adventures in Odyssey. Just enough to have it on your taxes? Yeah, exactly. Just Great. enough so whatever IRS person looks at me and thinks, huh, he works for Focus on the Family. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling that guest stars make day rates and not royalties for uh, <sighs> Adventures in Odyssey. I'll take day rates. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. But I have to get a Bart Rathbone promote the Wadfam Chalkpod bit, though. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else to say for the session? Well, yeah. Check out the Wadfam Chalkpod. <laughs> Available wherever podcasts are found. Yep. Oh, you man. like my voice here? Imagine me with a friend, and it's better. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. That is that is the that, that's that the is dream. that is the dream. That's the dream to <laughs> shout out the podcast. The, the, on the worst Lights. dream. Oh no! It's a dream that can never be achieved. Is the problem? It's that kind of thinking that's going to make it never happen, man. <laughs> sure. Listen, we've had enough. I a year ago, I would be right there with you, but we've had enough interaction with enough important people that there's no reason that no, but that. Okay, maybe, okay, to maybe have us on, on a pod. show is to endorse what who we are and what we stand for, and because we do not line what up. What if they put with, us on the official Adventures in Odyssey podcast? I mean, that would be pretty cool. I still be... think I still think that's not going to happen. But you know, if anybody from Odyssey is listening, I like, would love we are to. <laughs> open to anything. I will. Now I won't bend the world, but. I will drive out to Colorado. There's actually a good chance that I will be in Colorado in the decently near future. Wow. I'll wear a mask. It'll be great. We'll have a good time. Yeah. Just let me go down the slide. And let me shout out the pod. And I'll do whatever you want. And give him a free chalk sod. Yeah. That, that, yeah. I don't even know. E- even if nothing else, if we ever visit, if we ever visit Focus on the Family... We should get a free chalk sod. I'm just <laughs> <Yeah>. saying. <laughs> I'm, like, just, I'm just saying. I mean, like... I don't even know that a chocolate soda would really be that good, but... No. I feel like I should get a free one. Yeah, exactly. My whole brand is based off of it. Uh, yeah. And, like, what, what if we... I feel like we've done a good thing for Odyssey, you know? Yeah. Drawing we've, attention. We've brought nuance to the conversation, and we are mostly positive. Yeah. And that's saying I something. feel like we I'm don't not, get enough credit for that. I am not a mostly positive... Po- well, that's... Man. I feel like there... It this, would be very easy for me to be mostly negative as a person. Yes. This show... We could definitely choose episodes intentionally so that we would just be taking the show down. Yeah. But, uh... 60-something. <clears throat> right. But we I would... do want to cover that really bad. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel I feel like we need Nathan for that one. Yeah, um, I feel like maybe that's the one we bring him back on. Yeah, yeah. during our next uh, break, which is coming up. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
that being said, uh, the, the, the closing thoughts, discussion questions, anything you want to tack on to the um, end of this bad boy? I, I honestly, for as much as we've talked, I don't think we need discussion questions. No, we don't. Um, <laughs> at all. Uh, but, you know. Closing thoughts, good episode. Yeah, good episode. Good sound engineering. Maxwell yeah, no. might be dead. We don't know. I mean, yeah. he's definitely in a coma. We got, yeah. Spoiler alert to anybody who has ever seen any piece of pop culture. If the character doesn't explicitly die, they're alive. Yeah. Nobody, like, goes into a coma and then doesn't come out of it. Unless that is the point of the entire film. Wait. No, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stand behind you 100 percent on that. One. Okay. Okay. All right. I was like I was like I will fight you on this. This is this is something I feel like I have consumed enough of entertainment to understand. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, how, I'm gonna support, a, yeah. how a character dies. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's all we've got for mm-hmm. the week. Um. Andrew, are you plugging anything? Uh. Well, I mean, in the works is a uh, episode of the Andrew Sabo podcast with special guest. We've scheduled the time, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna record and we're gonna talk about uh, a project that he's been working on. I think it would be really funny if I bleeped the name out so that they don't know who the episode yes, is with. Yes, <laughs> I think that that would be really great. But I, I think I think it is gonna be a good episode. Oh yeah, the Andrew Saber podcast. But also, we've talked in the past where it's like, oh yeah, there's definitely one coming out, and then it's like two weeks later. So yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you'll talk more about it when the yeah, episode's actually exactly. out. Exactly. Just letting you know. That's in the works. Um, that's everything. No, hey, I have stuff to plug. Wait, you have stuff to plug? Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I, I have a, I have another playlist out. Um, oh, I thought I usually, you already plugged that. No, because it, was, it wasn't out last week. Oh, okay. So, new playlist. Uh, it's it, it's called Finally Summer. It's the, the conclusion to my uh, year-long pro- playlist project. There will be a link in the description. This one is uh, a little bit poppier and more more summery than past entries um, because, you know, we got to have something to be positive about, folks. <laughs> yeah. Ambassador of positivity, Dylan Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> Life is definitely not just a downward spiral. No, not at all. And on that note, next week, we will be talking about the penultimate episode of Darkness Before Dawn, entitled The Last Resort. Um, so we'll see you guys then. Bye, guys. Bye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Avengers and Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WadfamChalkPod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WadfamChalkPod at gmail.com. Another Chance was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the WadfamChalkPod. Pod.